Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I would like to teach you again about one of the keys to open or to connect to heaven. We have learned a few times already that prayer is a key to connect to heaven. God gives us the privilege to pray to Him, to talk to Him, to ask, and to call Him to help us. So we have learned so many principles about prayer in the past few Sundays. Prayer in faith. Pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Pray with anointing. And when we pray, we should also walk in love and mercy. Last Sunday, I read about Jesus Christ. Pray for people, and the Heavenly Father answer all of His prayer because the Bible says God answer His prayer because He has mercy on those people. Walking a life of love is so important. Today, I would like to talk about another subject about prayer, another aspect of prayer life that really impact the effectiveness of your prayer. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much that you will teach us from your word. We love your word. Your word is like a medicine. Your word is life to us. Your word is a spiritual food to us. Is more precious than gold. We love your word, Lord, and we ask you, Lord, to teach us from your word by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Today, I would like to talk about one aspect that we need to practice in life in order to get our prayer answered, and so that heaven. Will be open over us, and we can connect to every good thing from heaven. When the door of heaven open, He can pour good things into our life: the word, the wisdom, the revelation, the good health, prosperity, wisdom, open door, good breaks, strength, anointing, victory, anything good from heaven. We want heaven to be. In our home, in our life, but a lot of time, even though Christians are so sincere and love to pray, but they notice that their prayers are not answered. Heaven is not supporting them. Why? There is one good reason that I'm going to talk in this teaching. I hope I can finish the whole teaching today. Otherwise, I have to continue next Sunday. So the Bible talk about don't be nosy, and get involved in other people' business, or gossiping, and talking about other people. Let me read from First Timothy chapter five verses eleven to thirteen. Again, in this part of scripture, I'm not going to emphasize about widows here. I'm talking about the lifestyle here, okay? But Paul wrote to Timothy about younger widows. 
But my emphasis here is not about younger widows. As for younger widows, do not put them on such a list—a list of being supported by the church financially. For when their sensual desires overcome their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. Nothing wrong that a young widow want to get married again. Thus, they bring judgment on themselves because they have broken their first pledge. This scripture talk about some young widow promise God that they're gonna serve God, and will not get married, but they break that commitment. Okay, so this is not about you and me. It's just about the church in Ephesus that Timothy was a pastor. Okay, it's a specific situation there, so don't worry about this one. Now, verse thirteen, because they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only do they become idols, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things they ought not to. I want to emphasize this last verse: that one of the reason that your prayers are not answered, that heaven is not connecting to you in a big way. You don't receive blessing from heaven. The windows of heaven are not open for you, because you practice this last verse here: busybodies, gossiping, and getting involved with other people' business that is not your business. How many of you want your prayers to be powerful and to see them answer? Do you want heaven to be opened over your life? Do you want God? To open the window of heaven and pour the blessing and answer your prayer, I like to read from the Old Testament first. You remember last Sunday we learned that one of the key to get your prayer powerful is to walk in love. You love people. Actually, lately, when we see the problem that happened in America about how people treat each other. From different skin color, the Lord spoke to me. The answer to the U.S. is the Lord Jesus Christ. And if everybody practice the great commandment of Jesus, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself, all this social problem will be gone because we love people of every backgrounds and cultures and traditions and skin color. Love from God, agape love, is the answer to. The world, to every home, to every family, to every church, and to every society. Now we're going to read from the Old Testament to show you that the same principle was recorded in the Old Testament as well. Look at what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter fifty-eight, verses three to eleven, talking about fasting and prayer. The people in that generation fasted, sought the face of God for heaven to be open over them. They fasted because they want to make God pay attention to them. You know, when you fast, you can fast many meals, many days, or you can fast certain meal, and how many meals, whatever you want to fast, you abstain yourself from certain thing. Maybe fasting from playing video game for a while. Maybe fasting from certain kind of food. Maybe ice cream. Like I like ice cream. I can fast ice cream, or you can fast everything except water. Why do we fast and pray? Because we want to tell God, "I'm serious. I want your answer." 
Two, I want to let you know that I seek you first, not food, not other enjoyable thing in my life. Three, you want to die to your flesh because the stomach is a big deal. <laughs> I, I believe many of you, stomach is your big deal. You need to eat, and too fat is a big deal for you. It means that God, I seek your face wholeheartedly. So in this scripture, talk about the people in Israel. Say to God, they were having a discussion with God here, and then Isaiah answered them, "We have fasted before you." They say, "Why aren't you impressed? Why God is not impressed with us?" They were complaining. We have been very hard on ourselves. I'm hungry. My stomach crying. Ooh, eat, eat, eat in the stomach. Yeah, I'm hard on myself. I want to eat. And you don't even notice it. I tell you why I respond. I say, yeah, respond. It is because you are fasting to please yourselves. Selfishness. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. So God was speaking to Isaiah. This kind of fasting, fasting without love, fasting that come along with hurting people, taking advantage of people, being selfish, being self-centered, me, 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 me. They don't love God. They don't love people. God will not answer. You humble yourself by going through the motions of penance. Which means voluntary self-punishment inflicted as an outward expression of repentance for having done wrong. That that word means bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourself with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting or praying I want. Now God can explain to His people what kind of prayer, what kind of seeking the face of God, and what kind of fasting He want to see. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned, those who are put in jail with the wrong accusation. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. And remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry, and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them, and do not hide from relatives who need your help. All this description talk about love in action to all kind of people. When you pray and you fast, you cannot just pray and fast for yourself, but you need to think about how you show love to people and treat other people. Then the Lord promised. Then your salvation, salvation come from where? From heaven. Salvation from sickness. Salvation from demon. Salvation from poverty. Salvation from broken home. Salvation from the backsliding of your children. Salvation from Fairly of the business, then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. You will get healed f 
from God supernaturally. Heaven open over you and give you supernatural healing. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory. You know the glory mean the thick presence of God, of the Lord will protect you from behind. Do you want God to protect you from coronavirus, from bacteria, from bad stuff, from bad people? You need to walk in love and pray. Then, when you call, the Lord will answer. I like that. Whenever we call the Lord, answer our prayer. Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Not slowly reply. Not ten years. He quickly replied. I like that. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. So God say, you show love in action, helping the people who face oppression. You don't practice prejudice. You show love to everybody around you, and don't criticize people. Don't point finger on people, and stop using your mouth in the wrong way by spreading rumor and gossip. Feed the hungry, and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually. Heaven connect to you; He guides you continually. Oh, I love this scripture, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden. How many people like to be a well-watered garden? Beautiful flower, beautiful leaf. Everything looks so fresh and so beautiful, like an ever-flowing spring. Wow, I like that. How you gonna get heaven to connect to you? How you gonna get God to answer your prayer? You need to walk in love. In your action and your words or your tongues, Isaiah chapter fifty-eight verse nine. I read from another version. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer, and you shall cry, and He will say, "Here I am." If you take away from your midst yokes of oppression, wherever you find them, the finger pointed in scorn toward the oppressed or the godly. And every form of false, harsh, unjust, wicked speaking. God say here, I will answer your prayer. I will open heaven for you speedily. If you stop judging people, and you start being careful about what is coming out from your mouth for the rest of the time while you are not praying. Some people like to pray, maybe nine to ten a.m., but ten. A.M. and one minute, start to talk bad about other people, criticizing about people, and judging people. You're wrong, pastor. You are wrong. People wrong, judging. The prayer time of one hour is not going to be effective. That is the Old Testament. You say, Pastor Lau, you're talking about Isaiah in the Old Testament. <laughs> I want to show you the New Testament. Okay, what Jesus say. Matthew seven one to three, do not judge and criticize, 
and condemn others, so that you may not be judged and criticized and condemned yourselves. For just as you judge and criticize and condemn others, talking about your attitude of judging, your eyes of criticizing, and your word of condemnation, okay, heart and mouth, joy together here. You will be judged and criticized and condemned, and in accordance with the measure you use to deal out to others, it will be dealt out again to you. Why do you stare from without at the very small particle that is in your brother's eye, but do not become aware and consider the beam of timber that is in your own eyes? Why do you worry about a toothpick in your friend's eyes when you have a big telephone pole in your own eye? This is the problem of. Sinners everywhere. We tend to ignore many problems in our own life. We tend to put them cover on and don't talk about it. And we wear a religious cloak and look at everybody else with a magnifying glass. We try to fix other people's problems, while we have no ability to fix them because we are in a mess ourselves. We try to act like a god, try to point finger and judge other people, and we try to work as a judge to judge other people why we have our own messy problems. I want to talk to other pastor who are listening to this teaching that please don't act like a judge or like God to other people, and go and get involved. With all the detailed business of other people's life, and point finger to them, you're wrong. You don't do this. You don't, and just keep judging people. That is not the, not the way of pastoring people. Being a pastor means to love, to pray for, to set good example, to teach the word, to encourage, not to judge, not to go into other people's business. I tell you the truth: no one can change them anyway except God. You just encourage people. You just show love to people and let God deal with them. You cannot force anybody to do anything, and no one can force you to do anything either. No one can force me to do anything. I have to make my own choice. Amen. So don't judge. Matthew seven four to five. The Bible continues to say, or how can you say to your brother, "Let me get the tiny particle out of your eye." When there is the beam of timber in your own eye, you hypocrite, first get the beam of timber out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the tiny particle out of your brother's eye. This is the way we should walk in life. We examine ourselves, we read the Word of God, and let the Word of God become the mirror to us, so that we see ourselves. Examine ourselves every day, and then we find our own wrong attitude. We find our own wrong motive and problems in life. The wrong way we live, the wrong way we talk. We examine ourselves. When we know that, we humbly let God deal with us, and say sorry to God. Ask God to forgive us, cleanse us. 
purify us by the Holy Spirit, and God help us to overcome that big problem in our life. And after we come out from that problem, we will develop a deep degree of humility, because we see our own sin and our own weaknesses. And God, by His grace, He set us free. When we come out from that problem, we have a humble heart because we realize that I cannot fix my own problem. I need God's grace to fix my problem by His Word, by the Spirit, uh, whatever He can do to help me. He deliver me. Then you have victory, but you are humble. You realize that you are not such a great guy. You are not just smart and be so good. No, you need God's grace. And after you become humble. What happened to you? What is the outcome of being humble? God will give you great grace. God give grace to the humble. Remember that, because we humble ourselves before Him. As a result, heaven open over us, pour His favor, His grace on us, power, wisdom, good things from heaven, because we are so humble, and we can help other to restore their life. With a spirit of gentleness and love and humility, and we can help other people by the grace of God that is on our life, because we walk in humility. By His grace, we can bring restoration into other people's life instead of condemnation. When you deal with somebody who has weakness in certain areas. And you know that you have had the same kind of weakness that you have overcome by the grace of God and by His power and mercy. You will be more gentle to in dealing with them than with other people who have other weaknesses. You see my point? I used to have severe skin disease, suffering from pain, taking medication, could not sleep because of pain. That's why. I really have mercy on my patients, because I know and I know it's not fun to suffer from pain. I passed that, and the grace of God helped me to overcome that skin disease. I'm healed now. I have been healed. Now I depend on God's grace by humility to help my patient. You see my point here. Matthew chapter seven verse six. Do not give what is holy. To the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn and tear you in pieces. What does this scripture mean? In the same chapter, Matthew chapter seven, Jesus said, "Don't judge people, don't criticize people, and don't condemn people. Because you do that, you are throwing the pearl, the valuable thing, the holy thing." To the dogs and to the pigs. Okay, we have a holy thing in us. After we are born again, God gave us the holy thing, and that is the love of God and His grace in our life. Don't throw the holy thing in front of the devil, or let the devil take it away from you. You say, "I don't want to walk in love. I don't like that man. I'm going to judge him. I have prejudice against that nationality." 
that skin color. When you allow the devil to take away that love of God from you, the grace of God in you that you should show love and grace to that person, the devil gonna trample on it. We have supernatural ability to love people by the grace of God, and we have the grace of God to do good and to help other. Therefore, we should not throw it away. We should not allow the devil to steal those things from us. We should not be critical, judgmental, and fault finding, or become a busybody and gossiper. We should not. Be harsh on people, judging people, pointing finger on people. We should instead be merciful and help others bring restoration to their life. We may judge and criticize a member who has missed our Bible study meeting on certain day, but none of us help her to clean her house so that she can come to the meeting. No one prays for her. Just judge her. You don't come to the care group. Wow, bad member. You judge, but you never help, and you never pray for her. We just have our own opinion about her, and then we always criticize her and find faults with her, and we will one day be reaping what we have sowed. Other people will criticize us, and not only that, God will not answer our prayer because Isaiah say. You need to show love to people and stop speaking word of gossip, negative words, and rumor of other people. We should pray and ask God to forgive us if we make that mistake. When we realize that we criticize others, God, please, I'm sorry. That's why my prayer never get answered. That's why I don't get healing. That's why I ask you to help me open your heaven and help me. It has not happened yet. Because I criticize people, I talk bad about people. When we criticize others, we open a door for God's judgment to come in and for the devil to destroy our life. But on the opposite, when we love others, bless others, show mercy to them, be kind to them, speak the word that will bring godly result, good result. God will answer our prayers and. He will open heaven over our life, so that His power, His grace, His wisdom, His victory, strength, blessing, revelation will come upon us, and as a result, we can be a blessing to many people. If we will not judge, condemn, criticize, point our finger at other people, or say ugly things about them, and we love them, we can keep asking. And we will receive, and we can keep seeking, and we will find. And when we keep knocking, the door will be open. Let's look at Matthew chapter seven again. Again, it's still in the same chapter, still the same aspect that Jesus talked from Matthew chapter seven at the beginning. He continued to say verses seven and eight: Keep on asking, and it will be given you. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, reverently, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, the door will be open. If you want your prayer to get answered, and heaven 
to be open over your life. You must stop judging, criticizing, and pointing your finger at other people. Jesus did not talk about one subject in certain verses, and suddenly talk about another totally unrelated subject. Matthew 7 from verse 3 on down to verse 8 here talk about prayer. <laughs> exactly the same Isaiah chapter 58. You want God to answer your prayer when you fast? When you seek His face? What you do? You love people around you and you don't use your mouth to destroy other people's life. Why did Jesus suddenly talk about how to get your prayer answered? After he talked about don't criticize, because he knows the main reason that your prayer do not get answered, because you don't watch your mouth and your attitude of prejudice, criticizing, judgmental spirit. You need to watch your spirit. You need to watch your mouth. I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste my time. I'm not a person who likes to waste time and energy. So if I'm going to pray and ask God to open heaven over me, I want results. If I'm going to take my time, my effort, and my energy to pray, I want results and I want God to help me. If I'm not getting results, then I would be bold enough to ask God what is wrong in my life that causes me to not get results. I know that I need to wait patiently. Sometimes the result may come many days or many months later, I realized that the enemy will try to do anything to block my blessing. But sooner or later, I expect to see what God has promised me in the Bible. You can do whatever you want when you read the Word. But for me, I have decided to grow up spiritually and change. I want to be changed from glory to glory. And God changes us from glory to glory, little by little, when we read the Bible and we get into the file of God, we are on a journey. We have not arrived yet. But one thing we should do is to press on. One area that we must press on to grow more is the area concerning our attitude and our mouth, our judgmental spirit, criticizing spirit, gossiping, being a busy body. We need to keep the word in front of us and read it every day. We need to repent and ask the Holy Spirit to cleanse us. If we don't keep reading the word, we will forget it. This message is not only for me. This is a life-changing message for you and me. We believe in the power of God's word. We cannot obey his word without his help. We should pray, Lord, pour your spirit upon me. I don't want to grieve your spirit by my evil communication. Forgive me for my sin and make me come up higher in the area of my speech. Matthew 12, 36 say, But I say to you that for every idle word men say, men may speak, they will give account on it in the day of judgment. Wow, God really takes serious about what you say. Watch your mouth. This is a serious problem. I don't know about you, but I personally work with the Holy Spirit on my mouth, my tongues, and my words. 
I want to make sure that I am using my words for good purposes, and not an evil purpose. The Lord wants us to be careful with our mouth. When we control our tongue, we will get our prayer answered. James chapter one twenty six twenty seven. If anyone among you think he is religious, and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this: to visit orphans, widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. James talk the same thing. I say, yeah, again, chapter fifty-eight. You notice that James say, "Watch your mouth. Don't be a busy body. Don't criticize people, and do good to people who need help. Love people in action." If we are really spiritual Christians, and we really want to please God, and if we really live a fasted and prayerful life, like Isaiah 58 verse 9, we will watch our words and we will meet needs of others. We want to be the blessing. We don't want to be self-centered, selfish. Me, 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 me. I don't care what happened to other people. I want more money for me. I want more things for me. No, we need to be generous. We should be givers. We should bless other people and speak the word of blessing and encouragement to other people. Speaking the right thing and helping others, showing love to others, both activities are the love walk according to the scripture. Love is not just a word that we throw around. Love is something that can be seen and felt. It can change a life. It can make a difference in people's life. We must remember that how we talk about ourselves, about what is going on in our life, and how we talk about our future, and all those things are involved with our love walk. What we say come from our heart. When we love God. We will not complain about our circumstances. When we love ourselves, we will be careful of how we talk about ourselves. We should not be saying negative things about ourselves. That is a no, 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 no. Of course, we must be careful of how we talk to other people as well. Proverbs chapter eighteen verse twenty-one say, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue." And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Wow! We need to watch our heart, make sure that our heart is full of love, and we need to watch our mouth to make sure that we talk about love, not about negative things. Matthew twelve thirty three to thirty four. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers! How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Bible talk about the heart and mouth connection here. Whatever is in your heart will come out through your mouth. When you think about something, or a thought come through your mind, it will come out through your mouth. When you say it, you will likely get it. Words are so full of power; they can heal, they can wound, 
They can minister death. They can minister life. They can encourage or discourage. They can build up or they can tear down. People get divorced over words. Families are split apart over words. People lose jobs over words. People have insecurity because somebody said word that looked down on them for years and years. Words are containers of power, and we need to choose our words very carefully. It is time for us now, all of us, to step up to a place where we are accountable for the words that we allow to come out from our mouth. No man can tame the tongue. We need God's power. We need God's help. We ought to pray every day and ask God to help us to control our tongue. Matthew twelve thirty five to thirty six, the good man from his inner good treasure flings forth, come out, good things, and the evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give account for every idle, inoperative, non-working word they speak. Our words fling forth, and when they cause trouble, sometimes we say, "I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry. I was just kidding." But actually, already bad happened because you say it wrong and cause trouble in your life. We need to admit that we spoke wrong words off and on. I too, I speak wrong words many times in my life. I need to grow in this area. After I study the Bible concerning this area, I know that I need to grow. I need to watch my mouth so that my prayer will get answered. There are a lot of idle conversation in this planet Earth. We just talk to fill up the air space. We just say a lot of stupid things that do not do any good to anybody at all. We may say dumb stuff. When we are in trials and hardships, for example, we say, "I tell you that this is just killing me. This is make me sick. I am sick of this weather. I'm just sick and tired, sick and tired." And then we wonder why we are sick and tired all the time, because we keep cursing ourselves and cursing the weather. A lot of judgments. Come in through personal opinions. It is about this is the way I do something, and that is the way you do something, and I don't like your way. Instead of looking at what the Bible says, you can judge me saying, "I would not do that. I don't think you should do that either. I believe you're wrong in doing that because I don't do it." This is the problem. Judgmental words usually come out from our own way of doing things. We all grow up from different cultures, different backgrounds, different homes, so that's why the way we do things are different. I remember I talked to one of my friends. He is a lawyer, and eventually he got divorced. He told me that his wife did not like the way he did things. And he kept telling her that 
because I'm a lawyer. The way I do things is different from you because this is how I train myself in the law school. People have different ways, but people judge one another. Let me show one example in the scripture, and I will close here. Romans chapter 14, verses 1 to 2. Talk about the believers in the New Testament time. They judge one another by their own preference. As for the man who is a weak believer, welcome him into your fellowship, but not to criticize his opinions. Everyone say not to criticize. Or pass judgment on his scruples or perplex him with discussions. One man faith permit him to believe he may eat anything. Why a weaker one limit his eating to vegetables? We don't discuss about what people should eat in the church that much anymore in this generation. But it was a big deal in the days when the Bible was written. The believers in that generation faced the issue of whether they could eat meat that was offered to idols as Christians. Paul said, it is not a problem for me because I have the faith to eat. But if you don't have the faith to eat it, then don't eat it. Because if you eat it, you are not eating it in faith. And to you, it is going to be sin. Because anything that you do without faith is a sin. There was a whole argument between people who believed that they could eat it or people who felt like they should not eat it. The people who believed they could eat it criticized those who believed that they could not eat it. And they think that these people did not have a strong faith, so they point finger. The people who believed that they could not eat it criticized the other group that they were sinning. We don't have the issue of eating food offered to idol in America that much. Maybe in Thailand, because in Thailand people worship idols. But we have other issues that we can judge people. And many times the issue is between a person and God. And we should not even get involved in it. Pastor Dan, I learned how to be a pastor all these years. Don't get involved with people's personal business. It's their own business. We just love them, pray for them, be example to them. Don't get involved with what kind of spouse they're going to choose, what kind of investment they're going to do. Let God lead them. I'm not that God. I'm not going to criticize them. I'm not going to point finger to them that you are wrong. They are the servant of God. God deal with them, not me. I'm just a servant who serve God and lead people to God. So the answer should come from God, not from my opinion to judge people. Romans chapter 14, verses 3 to 4. Let not him who eats look down on or despise him who abstains. And let not him who abstains criticize and pass judgment on him who eats. For God has accepted and welcomed him. Who are you? to pass judgment on and censor another's household servant. It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he shall stand and be upheld. For the master, the Lord, is mighty to support him and make him stand. You may be blessed enough to have a housekeeper. I try to give you a picture here. Your neighbors live next door to you. They knock on your door and they don't like how your housekeeper cleans your house. What would you say to them? I hired this housekeeper to clean my house, but you don't like the way the housekeeper cleaned my house. 
You can say this way: Is this not your business at all? I am the one who is paying the housekeeper. It's not your business. When we don't like what other people are doing, we have no right to criticize them. They belong to God. God give them the paycheck, not you. And they are His children. God says it is not your business. What they are doing is before me. They will stand before me on the judgment day, and you don't need to be concerned at all. If they fall. I will pick them up myself. Do you know how much more peace you will have if you can get out of other people's business? Some of us are nosy people. Get involved with other people's business too much. I learned this lesson long time ago. That I just do the prayer to give people to God and let God help them. I fell many times in my life. And people judge me, but God picked me up, and I can come to today, still pastoring church, still doing well, because I am the servant of God. People should not judge me, and I should not judge you either, because you are the servant of God as well. If you judge, your prayer will not get answered. If you criticize, pass judgment, point finger, look at. Other people, timber in their eyes, big piece of wood in their eyes, but you don't look at your own little dust in your eyes. Your prayer will not get answered, according to Matthew chapter seven. Let's read the last scripture here, Romans chapter fourteen, seven to thirteen. None of us live to himself, but to the Lord. My brother and sister, everybody have to give account to God. And live to Him. I'm a pastor. I don't own anybody. You don't give your account to me. You live to God, not to me. And none of us dies to himself, but to the Lord. If we live, we live to the Lord. The Lord is a master, not any man. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. For Christ died and lived again for this very purpose. Christ lived for the Father, and He died for the Father, that He might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you? This is a question. So, at the beginning, Paul said, "Everybody belongs to God. Everybody should live for God. God is our master." Why do you criticize and pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you look down upon and despise your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, "As I live, say the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God, acknowledge Him, to His honor and to His praise." And so each of us shall give an account of himself and give an answer in reference to judgment to God. Then let us no more criticize and blame and pass judgment on one another, but rather decide and endeavor never to put a stumbling block or an obstacle or a hindrance in the way of a brother. 
my dear brother and sister, if you want to connect to heaven, let us stop having the eyes of judgment, criticism, condemnation, pointing finger. You choose to love. You look at people around you, no matter what skin color they have, no matter what nationality they have, what language, what kind of accent they have. Actually, I enjoy all the accent, southern accent, northeast accent. Northwest accent is so fun to hear all this accent. No matter what culture they come from, you just look at them with the eyes of love and appreciate them, love them, do good to them, talk good to them, encourage them. If you can walk a life of love like that, I believe your prayer will get answered and heaven will be open over you. You shall connect to the good things of heaven, divine health. Prosperity, strength, wisdom, reparation, joy, peace, victory, open doors, all the good things, favor of God, great grace from God. Answer to your prayer because you keep your heart right. And with your heart right, you speak right. You speak the word of love and appreciation. Let us stop criticizing one another. Let us stop criticizing any denomination or any way that people do things. It's not our job to be a judge. We are not called to judge people. We are called to love people. In conclusion, if you want to connect to heaven, you should use your words for godly purposes and walk in love. I will come back next time to talk about prayer more. How your prayer will get heaven to connect to you. I believe the Lord speak to you today. Let us grow up more spiritually. Let us treat other people with respect and honor. Let us love one another, love God, love people who are different from us, no matter what background they have, whatever nationality they have. Just love one another and look at each other with the eyes of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us very good, important lesson. Lord, from now on, I believe by your grace, we shall put this teaching into practice. If we start to be critical, judgmental, may your Holy Spirit warn us right away. If we make a mistake to speak something, to hurt people, to judge, to destroy people's reputation, gossip about people, Lord, stop us right away. Control our mouth, Lord. Control our tongue. Help us, Lord, that we will not use our mouth to say idle things, to speak negative things. We want you to be pleased with us. And you promised in the book of Isaiah 58 and Matthew chapter 7, Lord, that when we obey your teaching in this area, we can ask and it will be given to us. We will seek and we shall find. Knock and the door will be open. And the blessing of God shall flow into our life. The glory of the Lord will be behind us to protect us. And everywhere we go, the goodness of the Lord will shine through our life, Lord. We shall be the blessing to the society and to the nations. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to invite you to receive him into your heart. As I say again, 
the answer to mankind and to any home and society is the Lord Jesus and His love, His power and His grace. Start a new life. Start to have relationship with Jesus Christ. Why don't you follow my prayer, Father in heaven? I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I need your love, your grace. Come into my life, Jesus. Fill me with your presence. I repent of my sin. You are my Lord and Savior. I will follow you until I go to heaven, and I will serve you up there in heaven, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Congratulations. Let me pray for all of you, Father. I believe you love your people so much. You are the gracious and long-suffering God. You say pray, and you will receive. We knock, and the door will be open. So right now, I pray, Father, that you fill your people with your Holy Spirit. Give them revelation and wisdom. Give them open doors, good breaks. Victory, good health, healing, finances, the blessing of Abraham. Fill their life with your glory. The blessing shall follow them, overtake them, because they obey you, Lord. And there will be the blessing to their relative, to their neighbors, to the widow, to the Lord, orphans, and to the nations. Lord, use us. To be the blessing, just like Abraham, the blessing to the nations, Lord. Your presence is with us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you, Pastor Da, and I love you so much. We want to see you grow spiritually, become successful, become strong, become an honorable disciple of Jesus Christ, and God smile at you. He is pleased with you. You live a holy life, and you are the blessing to your family, to people around you. You are so anointed, full of favor, full of grace, full of faith and love. That is our heart, and we believe it shall come to pass. Thank you. God bless you. See you next time. I'll see you in other teaching in the YouTube. God bless you. Bye bye. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.